Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. That's the, the clientele that buy the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ears to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised is really important. G'day there and welcome to another Quicksand Food Connection podcast. This is the Capital Cookbook 3 edition and my name's Stefan Postuma. Today I talk with Nick Parkinson. Nick is the head chef and owner of Hopscotch Bar in Braddon and Young and Frisky in Gungarland. Hopscotch has become a mainstay of Braddon in the few years that it's been open. It serves as a local pub to a lot of people. It really gets the community involved with activities they can take part in and also events that they have on. And they've got a fantastic pub style menu with a little edge of sophistication that's attributed to the Argentinian wood fire grill that they use in their kitchen. Nick gave us a great pork belly dish from Hopscotch for the Capital Cookbook 3 and then we go on to talk about Young and Frisky which is a fantastic local pub in Gungalan. There he's concentrated on his frisky fried chicken which is an American staple and sort of yet to be found and perfected in Canberra so he gave us his recipe for the fried chicken to the Capital cookbook three also it's interesting getting an insight on what it's like to run and open a bar and try to choose a menu that's suitable for the different clientele you have i always enjoy talking to nick so i hope that you enjoy this chat with nick parkinson from hopscotch and young and frisky how long's hopscotch been open for now uh, so Hopscotch has just gone on two and a bit years, so August 2014 we opened up. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so just before summer. Yeah, sweet. And really, like, it really timed it right from my perspective in the sense that Braddon w- was booming in a, in a in a sense of restaurants and cafes, but the bars along this strip here are places like Civic Pub or Knightsbridge that have been here for quite a long time and um, yeah Hopscotch has kind of timed it perfectly to be a venue where people people can come before or you know after they go to dinner or come here for dinner and, and, and you've got that sort of it feels like a local like it feels like a pub that you can keep coming back to all the time but uh, in terms of your menu it's it's doing pub classics and interesting things but doing it in a slightly more sophisticated way than your sort of standard Aussie local yeah, that's right. I think we, when we originally opened, um, we sort of wanted a concept that uh, reflects hopscotch through our food just as much as it does through the hops um, being the beer and the scotch. Um, so we imported our Argentinian grill, which was uh, built in America. 
and that was a big, huge game player for us, uh, game changer, sorry, for us, uh, because it gave us the um, sort of the ability to introduce something uh, that Canberra hadn't seen before, but also uh, the ability for chefs working in pubs to have fun with the food. It's changed quite a lot from um, uh, since we opened Hopscotch from you know your usual suspects of schnitzels, parmigianas, uh, sausages and, and uh, onion gravy as such. Uh, we still do have those, but by introducing this wood-fired Argentinian grill, we just um, yeah had started having a lot more fun with food and being able to do that to the masses. We're a 300-person uh, occupancy here, so it was very hard at first to, you know, to do something different from your usual pub fare um, and be able to create something that was really... Um, of a high quality, um, but we could produce it to the masses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, working with the wood fire grill has been amazing. I mean, we use um, iron bark uh, and uh, red gum, and we burn that um, to impart this beautiful smoky flavour onto all our meats. Yeah, that, it's a, it's a great feature of the kitchen, and I think that chefs chefs that I've worked with in the past, um, I've worked in pubs before as well, and. Chefs like being creative and like being able to, you know, have fun, like you say, in the kitchen. So it's just as much a benefit for the chefs to be able to have some equipment in there that is challenging to use at times and allows them to be a bit more creative with what they're putting on the plate because, you know, just pumping out parmigianas and, and, and steaks all day can get a bit monotonous. Yeah, definitely. It does become very stagnant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the... What you can do with that grill is, is endless. Um, you can still do your usual fare, uh, you know, your usual pub fare on it, but it also gives the chefs a lot more um, you know, free reign uh, with the food, meaning that they sort of can braise meats, they can sous vide meats, you know, everything that fine dining chefs have been taught, um, but they can also then transfer that onto the onto the grill so you know we cut a lot of time out of our um our cooking by sous vide overnight and then um you know getting it to the cuisson or the temperature that uh we require and then putting it over the grill for five ten minutes to impart that that flavor that we discussed earlier um so i mean if this if this grill was in anywhere you know sort of uh larger environment it wouldn't quite work we've been very smart about how we um cook our meat sous vide and then transfer it on the grill the idea with these grills is to cook meat from raw uh we don't unfortunately have the luxury of that because uh customers don't want to wait an hour yeah um, of course. for you know a 500 gram ribeye um but they will happily wait half an hour for yeah so. yeah i mean you've got a you know, put systems in place to make it make it all work for you. But I think that that's the that's the skill of a good a good chef. You know, like it's not always possible. Like you say, customers don't want to wait an hour, and you have to find the balance. But just having that there and and being able to put some nice smoke on a product, just just finish it up just before you serve it. It's just beautiful. So then, you know, talking about the grill and the food that comes off it, the pork belly that you gave us for the for the for the cookbook do you want to just tell us a bit about you know your, your thinking behind that dish yeah sure so the thinking behind uh, i think the barbecue pork belly uh was a combination of skills i've i've learned in the past when i was uh, working overseas so it's got some some uh, french characteristics of it um some traditional sort of cooking methods there um but it's also taken on um sort of the the hopscotch-esque side of things mm. by 
making a sort of what's generally a French dish, um, you know, a roast pork belly with pork crackling, some um, Paris mashed butter and some um, some green beans by smoking it on the wood-fired grill. We've incorporated sort of my American uh, ideas there and putting it with like a still a French jus but mixing um, this uh, really heavy, ballsy um, American barbecue sauce through it, which mm. seems to just... Um, yeah, harmonise together. Yeah, nice. Um, for people out there, what's the trick to what's the trick to getting perfectly crispy crackling? <laughs> what's the trick? There's many tricks. Um, <laughs> I've trialled and errored this uh, over the years many, many times. I found that the best way to do it now is to get your pork skin straight from the butcher. Um, you want to salt it and salt it and salt it. Um, the more salt you put on sort of draws the moisture out of the pig skin as you're cooking it so by putting it a lot of salt on there you're drawing the moisture out the moisture then evaporates during the cooking process and you're sort of left with this crispy crunchy porky deliciousness mm. at the end um once that comes out of the oven for, i think it's about uh, half an hour that we put it in there for um then you take it out let it cool and there's a big fat layer um that's stuck on the skin from uh, the, the underbelly side and we just scrape that off and that seems to give you this wafer thin crispy crackle mm. right, it's everyone's favourite thing isn't it oh yeah everyone loves it <laughs> um, I guess the other thing I notice about hopscotch is the community that you've sort of built in a sense like it feels like a place where you can just go to hang out like you can just go and have a beer or two on a Sunday afternoon and play some ping pong or you can come here you've got you know trivia and meat ruffles and all the stuff that you'd expect from like the traditional local pub the australian local pub was a place where people were it was just a no-brainer for people to go after work because that's just where they'd go and meet up with their friends and it it seems to me that you've created that atmosphere again but in a bit of a, a modern way and maybe catering to a bit of a younger audience was that was that a bit of the theory behind the concept yeah definitely i mean when we when we were sort of brainstorming hopscotch, what is hopscotch? What's hopscotch to us? Um, we sort of weren't really sure about the... I mean, we knew what the area was, but we weren't too sure about what sort of clientele we'd attract the most. Um, so we never set a dress code. We always said, hey, you can come in wearing... As long as you've got a shirt on your back and um, some shoes on your feet, then you can come in, which worked in our favour a lot for us because we didn't sort of alienate anyone. Mm. Um, we sort of said, hey, anyone's welcome here as long as um, you sort of get along and you, and you play by our rules. There's no real rules. It's just pretty much... You know, respect everyone, <laughs> yeah. be respectful. This is a local. Yeah, we're, we're in the city, but this is still a local. Um, it's a very big local, uh, which I don't think Canberra had sort of seen before um, outside of the city. Um, so, yeah, we sort of just wanted to create this safe, friendly place for the masses, which is very hard to sort of yeah. to do because um, you do get a mixed bag with um, clients. So I think it just sort of harmonised really quite well by not having a dress code, uh, letting anyone in, having a, a pricing system that catered for everyone. Um, and just by putting events on, like you said, um, live music, three nights a week, uh, bingo, um, trivia, meat raffles, ping pong. We just created this sort of atmosphere that there's always something to do. Um, you can come down here alone and not feel like you're sort of you're alone you yeah can, you can mingle around That's talk to point. people um there's always someone to have a chat to we uh pride ourselves on having really attentive friendly bartenders who are always there to 
to have fun, mess around with, have a chat yeah. to the customer. They're very knowledgeable yeah. about their product and we're very confident about our product that we're selling. So I think that helps a lot too with the overall atmosphere of the venue yeah. by um, having such a large whiskey collection and, um, and beer selection that uh, the staff are willing to have a chat and willing to, um, you know, to maybe get your taste buds onto something that you haven't um, previously sort of encountered. Mm, nice. And I think that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting you talk about we're in the city, but Braddon's its own little place, and especially with the amount of construction going up and the amount of residents that there'll be. Like, I mean, there's already a lot now, but the, the amount that there'll be in five years' time when all the rest of these buildings are finished... Um, you know, people want to have people want to have a local to go to. People want to have a place where they can feel comfortable and feel welcome. Like you say, even if you're by yourself, that you're not alienated. It's not necessarily a cocktail bar where you got to put on your best shoes. And if if you just want to go get a drink after work, or if you're a tradie, you know, for example. Um, so yeah, I reckon that's really hitting the nail on the head when it comes to covering those bases. And it's it's a definitely must be a difficult balance as well because you've got clientele who who all want different things, but providing something that satisfies what a large audience of people want is 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 a ba- is a is a is a balance, and to do it successfully is a, a pretty big accomplishment, I reckon. So yeah, definitely. Thank you. Work. Yeah, um, let's move on to young and frisky quickly. Um, I, I guess to me, it seems it, it seems Gungarland was sort of looking for something similar hopscotch in that sense a place that people can go to to feel you know relaxed and comfortable and 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 again not trying to do something too niche that might alienate some people is that a bit of the idea behind young and frisky yeah definitely i mean we sort of tried to follow on quite a few concepts that we originally had with hopscotch um out there a lot of things obviously had to change um being in more of a suburban area and market um the price structure was was quite different. We had to sort of simplify it a little bit um, to cater for obviously um, families, um, children. Uh, it was never going to be that sort of late night bar um, sort of dance uh, venue that Hopscotch sort of turns into past ten o'clock on the yeah. weekends. But yeah, we just wanted to create a really sort of again um, safe friendly, inviting place, but we also this time sort of catered a lot more for families um, by keeping things a little bit lighter, um, having uh, menu items that cater for children, um, having children's menus help quite a lot, or more so smaller plates, um, and just creating a venue that... Uh, that, that wasn't existing out in Gungahlin. Exactly, yeah. Um, just a fr- uh, yeah, like just a friendly place that sort of had a, had a standard of, of service and quality of food and something, again, that just uh, steps out from the, the comfort zone of, you know, traditional pub fare. Mm, yeah, and I think that that's cool in the sense that Gungahlin is full of young families. It's a place where there's a lot of people who, who want, a, you know, don't necessarily want you know your standard old school local that's been there for 50 years or whatever it is but just want something that that's a bit more interesting in terms of menu but they can also take their kids there they can go there and watch a footy game um and a place that you can keep on returning to and so talking about the food frisky fried chicken's a big part of the menu do you want to tell us a bit about how it all came together the, yeah, the fried chicken yeah sure so the fried chicken i've been thinking about this for a long time now um it sort of hit australia about two three years ago now 
Um, and I always joke with my with my sister that um, you know whatever hits Sydney or Melbourne will hit Canberra two or three years later. Yeah, so you're right. <laughs> we um, yeah we sort of we're down in Melbourne and Sydney, um, and Brian, my business partner, and I were over in America last year, um, and we. I was in New York and had some amazing fried chicken, something that I'd never really had before in Australia, something that um, just got my taste buds dancing. And it was you know, a far cry from the KFC that you mm. that most Australians are, are used to and and know as fried chicken. Um, so we, yeah, we played around with a few things, couldn't really get anything right. So we sort of put that on the back burner and thought we might just go along with pub fare until I um, got onto this guy about these pressure fries. Um, and it's what KFC uses to uh, to fry their chicken. It was um, sort of it's like a pressurized um, uh, cooker that puts oil through it. So basically, mm. you're a deep fryer with this um, this strong sealed lid, which basically cooks chicken uh, a whole bird in in under sort of ten minutes. Jesus! So it was a big game play, <laughs> uh, game changer for us. Something I'd never seen before um, or, or used. So. We started playing around with this thing that a friend of mine had um, that I wouldn't recommend anyone sort of uh, put oil in and start frying at home. This thing was like a, a bomb waiting to happen, <laughs> uh, which later I found out you're not meant to use pressure cookers with oil. It uh, proves to be very dangerous and uh, combustible. So we got away with our lives pretty well with that one. Um, and then sort of took it upon ourselves to go and, and buy the actual real pressure cooker, take a big leap, which we did, um, set it up and just came up with this great, amazing product that, again, no one um, had ever tried before in, in Canberra or, or Australia, any of my chef friends. And they were just like, this is, this is KFC on steroids. Yeah. So we sort of felt pretty confident about it then. But, um, yeah, I, going back to being in New York, it was this um, sort of American... Southern American style, really traditional uh, chicken joint. And I sort of had to chat to the chef and he g- gave me a few little hints about, you know, what you put on the on the seasoning and stuff. So I went back to Australia and, and did this a little while ago, but just came up with our own sort of spin on uh, the secret herbs and spices of um, fried chicken seasoning. So we came up with that, punched about 20 different recipes out and then sat down like a big king's feast with some friends and um, <laughs> just sort of blindly taste tested all this chicken and we came up with one it was fantastic came up with another even better and we just came up with this last one that everyone agreed on the hot the, the 12 of us that was just like the the recipe that we had to had to use and yeah, nice. it's proved to be yeah a huge success um out at young and frisky and it's it's nothing too crazy it's it's simple it's easy but it's real fresh chicken cooked well. Mm. I think um, one thing that the Americans know how to do in terms of their pubs and how it's different to Australia, usually we go down and it, traditionally you sit down for a counter meal, you have a big meal and you know you have a couple of beers, but Americans have got the sort of the snacks down pat that, ha- that that really pair with your beers nicely. You know, like you can get a at, at Young and Frisky and at a lot of American style places, you get a big bucket of chicken and you share it between everyone. And it's not your full meal. You might just have that to start with, or if you're there in the afternoon for a drink or you're watching a footy game or something like that, you can have that as well. So it's not it's it's a bit of a different type of dining than a, than just ordering a large counter meal. You know, smashing that down and 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 that's your dinner done, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah definitely, it's very shareable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, it's good stuff. Thanks for giving us the recipe. Thanks for giving us this great pork belly recipe from Hopscotch as well, mate. Um, is there anything else you want to sort of mention? You got any plans for new places in the future or you got any oh, thoughts? No, not yet. I think we're, we're just going to stick with the tour at the moment. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we have fun with everything that we do. Um, but when we have an idea, we just make sure we execute it well. So at the moment, there's, there's a few ideas floating. But, yeah, we'll hold off a bit until, we, um, until we, we're confident. Nice. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Nick. No problem. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to my chat with Nick Parkinson from Hopscotch and Young and Frisky. If you want to find out more about the bars, you can find Hopscotch's website, hopscotchbar.com.au, or you can visit the Young and Frisky website, youngandfrisky.com.au. If you want more of these podcasts, you can search the Quicksand Food Connection on iTunes and on Stitcher, or you can listen to the whole Capital Cookbook season for free on our website, quicksandfood.com. If you want to keep in touch, you can follow us on social media at Quicksand Food on Facebook and on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you again next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.